You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for Hobby Radio. My name is Keith, Amateur Radio Operator W0NX. The following articles are from the July 2022 The Spectrum Monitor. And we'll begin by finishing the remainder of The World of Shortwave Listening by Walter Aguiar. 100 Years of Brazil Broadcasting, Other South American Radio News. The TGW Radio Museum holds a collection of various kinds of equipment, recordings, and photographs showing the long history of one of the most iconic radio stations in Central America. Reactivations At the same time when Radio Cultura de Araraquara was noticed in Brazil for a short period on its old frequency of 3,365 kHz to go off the air again, the Colombian La Voz de Tu Conciencia was reactivated on 6,010 kHz. Manuel Mendez in Spain reported hearing the station and received an EQSL after a reception report sent by email to rafaelcoldx at yahoo.com. La Voz de Tu Conciencia had been heard for the last time on that frequency in March 2020, as per the latest edition of the Domestic Broadcasting Survey of the Danish Shortwave Club International. Let's hope it will remain on air. And now, Medium Wave DX by Lloyd Van Horn, K4LVH. W4LVHSC at gmail.com. Ten North and South American countries you might hear tonight on Medium Wave. It is a question I see posed quite often on social media and discussed among medium wave DXers here in North America. What are the easiest countries for me to hear outside of the U.S. and Canada? So I thought it would be fun to try to tackle such a list based on a combination of my experiences and what I have seen from other DXers over the years. This type of endeavor has certainly been done in the past, but perhaps not from this angle and not recently. Right off the bat, I have to add a disclaimer here that obviously our friends in Europe, Asia, Africa, the South Pacific, and South America are going to have completely different answers, and my knowledge and expertise of what their band sounds like is fairly limited. I hope this article will give DXers in these areas enough insight into what should be some fairly common targets for them to try to hear if they are trying to cross these specific countries off of their lists. For North Americans, though, it seems a fairly straightforward question. We should be able to tackle this relatively easily. Well, for the most part it is, but this is still a fairly large continent. The answer for someone in Alaska or the Pacific Northwest is going to look very different to someone sitting in the Deep South or Florida. Geography still reigns supreme here. So, for some of you in specific locations along the western or eastern coastlines, for instance, 
What we find on this type of list will still give you a look if you are wanting to target these specific countries, but there may be far easier countries for you to hear on MW. For the vast majority of U.S. based DXers, and even many of those in Canada and Mexico, this list should help give you 10 relatively easy targets to increase the country count in your logbook. To be as inclusive as possible, these will be countries located in Central and South America and the Caribbean. While not impossible, a typical DXer in central Kansas or the Upper Peninsula of Michigan will have a far easier time hearing these countries than, say, something transoceanic without having to have a relatively sophisticated setup. First, a word on technique and DX gear. Speaking of setup, it is noteworthy here to make a few caveats. To hear these countries, you do not need a sophisticated setup with large antennas consuming large tracts of land being fed into the latest and greatest SDR. Any improvements you can do to upgrade your receiving antenna will only stand to better your odds of checking these countries off the list, or at least more expediently. You can likely accomplish at least a portion of this list using a barefoot portable radio in a quiet location, especially if that location is near or on a coastline. However, an outdoor antenna, even on a patio or balcony, such as an active magnetic loop, with a little bit of amplifier gain thrown in, will make a huge difference. I have had great success using the W6LVP line of magnetic loop antennas. I have two of the full sized loops in my backyard and the smaller portable version I bring with me when I travel. Several of the countries you will see on this list were received using my full sized W6LVP loop with no issue. However, just about any of the magnetic loops on the market. Such as the famous Wellbrooks MLA 30 and Airspy's U Loop, when paired with their HF Plus Discovery SDR, will fit the bill quite nicely too. While on the topic of SDRs, they are going to really make a big difference in your ability to pull these stations in. If you have the ability or means to do so, investing in a quality SDR, such as Airspy's HF Plus Discovery or SDR Play's RSPDX, will do wonders for your DX in general. There are other more expensive SDRs out there as well, but these two are fantastic options without having to break the bank. Their excellent sensitivity, noise reduction, and recording capabilities will greatly increase your chances at snagging any international DX. They also help by allowing you to visually see DX on the waterfall spectrum analyzer within your SDR software. This is especially helpful a bit later when we start talking about offsets and using them for exotic DX. Another thing that will greatly help you achieve success is your knowledge of propagation. For some of these, sunset or sunrise periods may be your best bet. 
For others, deeper into the late evening, early morning hours may work best. Your familiarity with the band, how and when signals propagate, and even what times of the year are best for exotic DX will be advantageous for you. This knowledge is something that mostly comes from experience behind the dials, but also from reading what is being heard from other DXers. Still another factor to keep in mind is our celestial neighbor, the Sun. Our star plays an enormous factor on the MW band in determining propagation. For many of these Latin American countries, there is a specific type of propagation caused by the sun that can be especially helpful. More on that in the next section, though. While this list is meant for you to be able to pick it up and immediately spin the dials to see what you hear, if you run into any snags in hearing what you want, the above items should absolutely be considered. Knowing how you can improve your odds and picking up exotic DX is the single most important variable in hearing what country you want and missing out. A deeper dive into these concepts and skills is a bit out of the scope of this article, unfortunately, though you can find some of this information on our website at DX Central. Also, the clubs such as the National Radio Club and the International Radio Club of America are fantastic resources. I have always found the logins of what others are hearing to be very helpful. Solar influence, aurora conditions. There is a specific type of propagation that is entirely determined by the activity of the sun and is a huge influence on how and where medium wave signals will propagate, aurora. During auroral conditions, charged particles from an active sun speed towards the earth and enter our atmosphere. The interaction between these particles, our planet's magnetic field, and gases within the atmosphere, namely oxygen and nitrogen, create the beautiful auroral lights at our north and south poles. As you might know, the more charged particles there are, the further from the pole the auroral lights can be seen. This is a key concept because those same auroral lights and interactions happening within them also can greatly impact the propagation of medium-wave signals. Without getting too technical here for the most part, where there are auroral lights, there is often also absorption of medium-wave signals. The signals are absorbed and essentially diffused by the aurora, which will either greatly reduce their signal strength or diffuse them to the point that all that is heard is an auroral roar. How does this impact our ability to hear the countries on this list? You will often hear of North American DXers talk of auroral conditions, where there is enhancement of signals from stations to their south. This is because stations to their north, including strong or high-powered stations, are having their signals reduced or eliminated entirely due to strong auroral activity and absorption. Without those stations dominating the frequency, stations to the south are able to rise to the top. 
You may hear DXers also refer to these as Latin nights, as it usually results in an influx of stations emanating from the deep U.S. South or Latin America. Especially as we head towards the peak of Solar Cycle 25, USDXers need to pay extra close attention to solar activity. And whenever you hear of enhanced auroral activity or an aurora that will be plunging deeper south than normal, ready your radios. Depending on your location, you may have a shot at some of these countries. Obviously, the further north you are located, the more your own receiving location may be impacted by the same auroral conditions. What you are looking for are three things. One, a high A index. This is a relative indicator of the strength of auroral activity. The higher this number, the more likely you are to experience auroral conditions. Anything above a 15 to 20 is worth investigating. 2. A high K index. If you start seeing planetary K index of 4 to 5 plus, start listening. Normally, a high K index is an indicator that a high A index will soon be occurring. As such, usually, the K index will rise and fall before the A index. But as long as that K index is high, you have at least several more hours of potential auroral conditions available. 3. A plunging northern lights. For our northern hemisphere DXers, if you start hearing on the news that people that normally are not able to see the northern lights will have a shot at it, grab your radios and get to listening. Hopefully these tips will help you generally be ready to tune in the countries on our list. Regardless of your setup and propagation, though, any night is a good time to start trying to hear most of these examples. So let's dive in. The list. Ten countries you can try to hear tonight. 1. Cuba. For many North American DXers, this is the first non-U.S., non-Canadian country they will hear. For some, their first country may actually be the second country on our list, but I am putting Cuba first because of one station. Radio Reloj. Radio Reloj, which translates to clock radio in Spanish, is easily one of the most widely heard Latin American stations around the entire world thanks to its unique programming. For those a bit closer to Cuba, you can expect to hear Noticias News, read in one-minute blocks by either a male or female presenter, or some combination of the two. Underneath them, you will hear a steady click, counting each second. However, it is what happens at the top of each minute that truly makes this one a large target. At the top of the minute, the presenter will pause, often saying a quick, Radio Reloj, before a quick tone, and then RR sent in Morse code, didadit, didadit. The tone and Morse code specifically are what many DXers are able to hear, even when the voice programming is unable to be received. Even on frequencies where there is another station on top, such as 870 and WWL in New Orleans, 
The tone and Morse code are still able to be copied by many DXers underneath and allowing them to add reloj to their logbooks. Frequencies to try 570, 860, 870, 950. There are others, but these are the most commonly reported ones. In addition to Reloj, there are other strong stations from this island that can be widely heard as well. These stations are part of national networks that run the same programming on multiple frequencies. Most of these networks have very distinct top-of-the-hour identifiers that will help them stand out. You can find examples of these on our DX Central YouTube channel. In addition, most will play the Cuban National Anthem around midnight local time, Eastern Time. Some of the more commonly heard networks and frequencies include Radio Progreso on 640 and 890, Radio Encyclopedia on 530, and Radio Rebelde on 620, 670, 1180, and 1620. It is, in fact, 1180 in particular that is especially noteworthy, as they have a large amount of transmitters on the island, all broadcasting Rebelde content. This creates a cacophony of echoed Rebelde programming that can be heard in much of North America. I even heard Rebelde on this frequency during a recent trip to Southern California using a small loop antenna inside my hotel room. For Rebelde, you can also try to match what you are hearing up against their short wave frequency of 5.025 MHz. There are also live streams of each of these stations that you tune in to match up against what you are hearing. 2. Mexico for many North American DXers, this may actually be the first non-U.S., non-Canadian country they receive. The number of stations available, often running high power and spanning from Texas all the way to the West Coast, means that there is something here for just about every DXer. While not as prominent as they were 30 to 40 years ago, Mexican border blaster stations such as 1570XERF in Ciudad Acuna are still widely heard across much of the continent. One thing to listen for is the Mexican national anthem. It is often played near the top of the hour around 6 a.m. and midnight local time. This is not a hard and fast rule, but a general consensus. There are different versions of the National Anthem, and knowing which one you are hearing and which stations on a frequency play the anthem is very helpful in identifying the station you are hearing. This is where the IRCA Mexican Log is an absolute treasure trove of information for DXers trying to DX south of the border. Some of the more common frequencies to try include 540, XEWA, 620 XENK, 730 XEX, 1000 XEOY, 1050 XEG, 1570 XERF, 540 XESURF, 
690-XEWW, 800-XEROK, 950-XEKAM, 1050-XED, 1090-XEPRS, and 1570-XERF. 3. Columbia. I will never forget the thrill of the first time I positively identified that a signal I was hearing was coming from Colombia. It was my first country outside of the top two on this list that I heard on MW. For many, this is about as exotic as it gets. Given that Colombia sits on the northern coast of South America, with the waters of the Caribbean and Gulf of Mexico between them and the United States, Hearing them actually isn't that difficult if you know where to look and what to listen for. So far, here in Mandeville, Louisiana, I have logged 10 Colombian stations, and I heard 12 while I was living in Charleston, South Carolina. Even when I was living in the mountains of Brasstown, North Carolina, there were still four to five Colombians that would make their way up on a regular basis. There are a few main radio networks to look for here. Radio Cadena Nacional, RCN, is one of the more commonly heard ones. Listen for their ID, pronounced R-A-C-N-E, which is given often. Some good frequencies to check for them include 760 from Barranquilla, right on the northern coast, 770 from Bogota, and 1000 from Cartagena, also northern coast. Caracol is another widely heard network, with 810 in Bogota being the most commonly logged. Listen for their distinct Caracol radio IDs. Finally, not so much a widely heard network, but should be an easy target, is Antena 2 on 650. Since most of the U.S. is going to have WSM, Nashville, Tennessee here, this 50-kilowatt flamethrower in Bogota will get out quite well. Be careful, though. Cuba has a Radio Progresso outlet on this same frequency that is pretty commonly heard. So just because you hear Spanish music and talking doesn't mean you have Colombia. This is where a live stream to run parallel against will come in handy. 4. Bahamas I was actually quite surprised this past season during our DX Central Medium Wave Frequency Challenge just how many people all around the country heard ZNS-3 on 810 in Freeport. At 10 kilowatts, I didn't think they would get out as well as they did, but they were an easy target for many DXers on that frequency. I heard them here in Mandeville as well. If 810 doesn't make it your way, try 1540 for ZNSI in Nassau. I would think this one is mostly relegated to East Coast listeners, even at 50 kilowatts, due to their antenna pattern and the dominant stations on this frequency in the Midwest and West. But they are definitely worth a shot and an exciting grab if you can hear them. 5. Puerto Rico. While not actually another country, Puerto Rico is definitely DX. For nearly 30 years, I was obsessed with adding this island to my logbook to no avail.
Then I moved to the East Coast and suddenly was treated to a buffet of Puerto Rican stations. So, East Coasters, especially those near the water, you should have no problem getting this one. Further inland, it will be a bit tougher. Your best bet all around is 1660 WGIT in Canovanas. This was another one during our medium wave frequency challenge that was pretty widely received. Thank you for joining us for Hobby Radio. My name is Keith. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.